This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Dana is with us in New York City. Hi, Dana. How are you? Hi, Dave and Christina. Thank you for taking my phone call, and thank you for changing my family tree. Sure. What's up? I have two questions for you today, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Um, My husband and I are receiving an inheritance check in the amount of $300,000, and we disagree on how to best spend it for our future. Um, A little bit about us. We're 32. We're on baby step six with no children yet. We have um, $286,000 left to pay on our home, and our home is valued at four fifty-nine. dollars um, My husband would like to invest the money in the market in a large-cap fund, but I would like to pay off the mortgage with that money. What would be your recommendation? Well, apparently you're on baby step six, but he's not. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So... Um, because, I mean, it's a trick question. You already knew the answer. He insisted I call, so I'm calling okay. to confirm. Yeah, so the concern is not that the money came from an inheritance. The concern is, is that you guys are not in agreement on what to do with money, which means you're not aligned mm-hmm. on whether you're working our system or anybody's system. Okay. Because if you're working our system, the answer is already a, it's a foregone conclusion. You're going to pay the house off. Yeah, because there's never been a time in the baby step history of doing this for 30 years that I told somebody to, oh, no, let's put money in mutual funds instead of paying off the house. Never one time have I I ever said that anywhere, anytime in the history of my life. Correct. And so you knew what I I was going to say. You would say that. Yeah. So, I mean, you tricked your husband. If if, if If I became the arbitrator of this, then you tricked your husband because you knew what the answer was. Well, he wanted to put it into the market because he was running a 30-year uh, projection on it, and he thought that it might be a better long-term investment than paying off the mortgage, but we're following the baby steps. so. Okay. Well, then do, do we need to discuss for a minute why the baby steps work better than his plan? I think it would be great for him to hear. Okay. All right. Because I'm a nerd like him. So it took me a while to get there. Number one, I started with the idea that I don't borrow money because the Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. I started from a faith perspective. Later on, I'm a math nerd, and I, I, I had to dig into the math. I had to figure it out, not because I wanted to play God, but because I really knew that God was smarter than me, and I was just trying to figure out what he was saying. So here's the thing. When your husband says, I'm going to put money in a large cap fund, he's looking at a 10 to 12% rate of return on a good large cap, Okay. And he's thinking, okay, instead of paying off my 3 or 4% mortgage, I can make 10 12%. So I'm making a spread here on that money. And, and, he, and then he ran a spreadsheet out based on that, which is what I would have done because I'm a classic nerd like he is. You know, if that worked, then why would we ever pay off the house? Well, what you left out of that formula and what I left out of that formula in my early days, what he's leaving out of the formula now too, is risk. And 100% of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage. When you're walking around without a mortgage, your risk has gone down. And to mathematically not include risk in your math formula means your math formula is incomplete. And no one does that in this discussion until 
I kind of came up with it. So, uh, you know, if, if you're doing a sophisticated analysis on a company and you're buying stock in that company, one of the things you would do is, is you would become concerned if the company had too much debt because that stock then is riskier. Debt equals risk. And you would discount the price of the stock if you're doing a sophisticated analysis based on the, the, the level of bonds they're carrying and other debt instruments that they're carrying. So the more in debt the company is, the more likely it is to fail. Everyone would say yes. We all agree to that. And so debt equals risk. And debt equals risk here. Now, is it manageable risk? Yeah. But so is a, so is a small backache. It's manageable, but your back still hurts. And, and so, you know, that, that, that's what we're dealing with here. So... The end of the story is that when you don't have any debt, you end up making better decisions relationally, medically, your physical health is better, you're more likely to have a higher quality and lasting marriage, your children are more functional because there's not any weight on your shoulders, tense between your shoulder blades when you get home at night, everything changes and when you quantify all that math up it'll kick that little mutual funds butt because you lowered the risk and you set down the 300 pound weight that you got used to carrying and all of society carries it and so they think you're strange for even having this discussion yeah it's quote unquote normal but dana we're really sorry for your loss too it's not a fun way to get your house paid off through an inheritance because obviously that means you must have lost someone but i do hope that in paying off the house it'll be a good way to honor them being able to be debt free and free of any payments that'll be a really wonderful way to bring honor to that money yeah and and i i I do want you guys to go back and address the idea that somehow dana you got on the baby steps and he didn't Mm. because that's going to be important going forward that you are aligned on money and what we're going to do with it so i'll give you an example dana now that we got our house paid off many 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 years ago sharon and i did and so you know how how do we have to become aligned about money well one of the things we did was um we laid out a uh a percentage calculation to every dollar of money that we now get because i'll get a big check from a publisher or a big check from this or a big check from that And if I don't already have that aligned with my wife where that's going, then I have to redo that every time. And that burns a lot of calories in the relationship. Yeah. And so we have a simple system. A certain percentage of every check we get now goes, we're Christians, uh, evangelical Christians, so we tithe 10%. I'll go ahead and tell you what part of it is. We set aside 40% because the government takes that because we make a lot of money. We're evil. We're rich. We must be punished. And so 40% goes to them, 10% to the church. So now I got 50% left over. That 50%, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's broken between three categories. Increased lifestyle, which is a very small percentage of that. Increased investing and increased generosity beyond the tithe. And so every time I get a check in, I can apply that formula to it because Sharon and I are aligned on our system. And I don't even have to think about it. She didn't have to think about it. And so we got some money in the fun account over here. And I say, hey, let's get you a different car. That'll be fun. And she goes, she doesn't have to go, oh, where'd that come from? Are we investing enough? Are we generous enough? It's all set. It's all done. We don't have to have the discussion again because we are in alignment. And Dana, that's what I want for you more than I want your house paid off even. Because that going forward, you guys being in agreement on principle of what you're going to do, how you're going to do things, is that. And so, 
and you know other principles we use we do not give to or invest in anything unless we're both in agreement and have peace about it that's good when in doubt don't i've got a funny feeling about him then don't donate to his ministry or don't invest in his thing or her thing you know because every time she has a feeling Cost me a lot of money if I go against it because her feelings are always right. Drive me nuts, but um, you know that's the thing. So that, that's what I want for you, Dana. I want that kind of alignment to where we don't have to. And, and you know, you, you know, if we get money in from wherever it comes, inheritance, bonus check, sale of something, what are we going to do with it? This is what we're going to do. Yeah, and I love that y'all have a system too. That makes it so simple. It takes a lot of the stress off of everyday decisions. You don't have to revisit it every time. Right. It's right. Just automatic. And, and so and then it gives, it releases you cuz Sharon's a freaking tightwad. I mean, she it's hard for her to enjoy money. Not hard for me. I'm a spender like Rachel. But um but the but but you know, if it once she knows it went in that lifestyle bucket, then she'll go buy, you know, another stupid thing for the house or something that she wants and not feel guilty about it right that's great yeah because it comes out of the stupid house bucket you know (laughs) that kind of thing right yeah and you but you got to have buckets for this stuff that you're in alignment and then i'm not mad that she (laughs) went and bought something for stupid house because we're in alignment on it you're on the same page it's like being in alignment on the budget it's the same thing so dana that's what you guys got to do you need to get your philosophies a little bit more lined up and um we don't borrow money and we don't invest money while we got debt on the house Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.